Hello. Oh, there is no other hi because Rebecca's not here today. Uh, welcome to I Have a Strange Story podcast. This is Lindsay. This is Mike. Yeah, because Becky's not here. So today, um, it's a little different. It's usually two sisters who retell people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. But today, it's Lindsay and her boyfriend, Mike, who are going to be retelling people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences. Welcome to the show, Mike. Happy to be here. Uh, we didn't rehearse that, so you just pointed at me. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Yeah, that's okay. So, hello. That's how we do things around here. <laughs> I think that's why people like us. I think it's cute that we don't rehearse and everything is messed up. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm so sorry to say that uh, Becky's not going to be joining us for today's episode. Um, she's taken some time off. And so Mike has graciously agreed to fill in. And I'm very happy to have you back. I enjoyed all of your stories that you told and that I hear every day. And I'm happy that you get to share them on the show. Miss you, Becky. Um, okay, so today we're on episode 107. I don't think we have any announcements because Rebecca's the only person on top of that who provides that information. So I'm going to say safely that there are no announcements and we will get on with the show. I think we're in the, this is the Christmas week. It's the week of the holiday that people get off usually. Um, yeah, everybody's out. Um, kids are out of school. I guess early, you know, we went back to school, right? The kids, I don't know. I don't know if they're in school or not. I think they did in some places. We didn't even tell any Christmas scary stories. <laughs> like I feel real, it, like it just hit me. This is like the fucking last late week of Christmas of December. Well, um, I have a treat for you because it is a Christmas story, but it's not a scary one, guys. Uh, I'm gonna remind you that I don't ever really add any whole bunch of scary stories. I guess. Okay. Uh, I'm really into history. Yes. Um, so it's it's gonna be a well known his uh, story from history. Um, I don't know when you want me to start. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm excited about that. I'll just say for the listeners who like scary Christmas stuff, you know, there's this thing called Krampus. He's like the opposite of Santa Claus and he beats bad children. And then werewolves are associated with Christmas and that's it. That's all we've got. So then <laughs> those are our creepy Christmas tales. Um, Mike, do you want to start with your scary experience? Well, uh, I really wouldn't call it like, okay, it's not okay. paranormal okay. by any means. Uh, it's a story of the uh, Christmas truce of 1914. Okay. Which happened during uh, World War One. Okay. Um, I'm sure you've heard of this story. I'm pretty sure a lot of you have heard of this story. But I'm going to tell it because I figured I needed to throw in something Christmas because you're right. I don't oh think I ever God. found that I had anything Christmas and I realized it was like, Literally, like, this week. Yeah, it didn't hit me until... So when I realized it. that, I was like, I'm going to change my story. I like it. Good for you. The old switcheroo behind Wh- my back. Which, by the way, <laughs> my other stories were still, like, war-related. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just it was World War II. This is World War One. Okay. I'm uh, excited. So the Christmas truce of 1914, um, it actually happened, um, and I didn't know this. I didn't look too much into it, but uh, it happened... This story happened five months after the beginning of the war. So we always okay. hear the Christmas truce people. And I think when I first heard about it, I assumed the war had been going on for a while. And then all of a sudden they just had a truce during Christmas. No, it, it, the war had been going on for five months. So I don't think 
people definitely had been exposed to all the carnage. Okay. Especially yeah. what World War One brought, which happened to be a new uh, type of war. But it uh, it it definitely, I don't think people had enough time. And I, I say that, and I've never ever been to war, so I wouldn't know, you know, how much time is enough time to lose your mind. I guess in, the, oh. in those senses. Well, I guess but, it depends on what war means. The definition of yeah. War. <laughs> I'm I, just kidding. Sorry, go. <laughs> you dork. Um, so yeah, so this happened five months after the outbreak of war in Europe. Uh, it was the Western Front. Um, so you know, like Switzerland, France, you know, all that stuff on that on that side. Uh, to kind of give you a rough idea, the Western Front is uh, 440 miles. I don't know. It, that's how far it it it, it reached. Um, here it says from. Sorry, I got my notes all over the place. Um, okay, so from the Swiss border to the North Sea. Okay. And within these 444 miles, or 40 miles, sorry, 440 miles. There's entrenchments, there's, you know, artillery emplacements, there's carnage, there's, you know, basically just the armies are facing each other head to head within the 440 miles. Uh, To kind of give you an idea, uh, Jacksonville, Florida to Miami, Florida, which typically is like tip to tip, is 351 miles. Okay. So if you think about, you know, just that stretching that far, you're still about 100 miles short of how long this, you know, was, uh, was, I guess the Western front was. So also kind of throw in some facts. There was about 13 million military casualties during world war one and 1 million civilian dead. And this is all collective. I did not look up any thing about the animals as far as horses and stuff, because of course they used them heavily. Uh, but just to kind of give an idea is, you know, how many how many people were involved in this whole operation right. so the western front like i said five months five months in uh there was you know fighting along all along you know the front uh come christmas eve you had um pope benedict um the 17th i believe okay uh he suggested a temporary uh ceasefire so they could celebrate christmas granted Keep in mind, this is the beginning of the war, so there's, this is fairly new, I'm sure, probably, I, I haven't looked into it, but I would assume it hasn't happened since, where there's like, hey, there's ceasefire for Christmas, because it's like, everybody's like, this is hell regardless, Yeah, you know? but I mean, like, is that real? Like, does that kind of stuff really happen, that the the two, the people battling would be like, hey, can we call a truce for a day? Like, um, for real? It's it's a normal thing, but for different reasons. Uh, you can call it, uh, like, a ceasefire, so they can go gather their dead. Or, or and wounded. they'll stop shooting unless they're using it as a tactic to kill people. Yeah. Not to be shitty, but it kind of reminds me of, like, you're not supposed to shoot at medics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the people I mean, who go... you're not go, supposed to shoot anybody, but... Oh, well, no, I'm talking about during a war. Yeah. You're not supposed to shoot the medics, and they typically will have some type of symbol on their helmet to indicate yep. that they also are not, you know, fighting. They're there to help save people's lives on the battlefield. Yep. But... The Japan were known, the, I mean the Japan, the Japanese were known for shooting medics, right? Was it a tactic that they used? Uh, I think it was a tactic that a lot of uh, people used and not just uh, Japan. Oh, just, okay. Japan isn't known to be brutal. Uh, yeah. Random information. I think that was one of the first, 
wide uses of ambulances during World War One, where they in in their uh, definition, they as far as ambulances go, like they threw people in these wagons and took them off the battlefield and took them back to where it was safe. And that was ambulances. Basically, it's almost the same concept as today, but that was a big, like, wide use of ambulances. Huh. <laughs> um, so, okay, sorry, get back to my... <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I took us down that. I mean, so it's just interesting. The... Um, sorry, let me find it here. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Sometimes I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm old, so I still write notes on paper and can't read my <laughs> handwriting. Uh, okay, so somewhere around Christmas Eve, you know, during all this fighting um, along the Western Front, you had some German uh, troops that started singing carols, Christmas carols. Oh. And all across the lines, you could hear this. And at certain points, uh, soldiers even reported hearing brass bands joining in the singing so you're sitting there in the dark, you, you hear the opposing side singing, you're missing home, you're seeing your friends die, you're sitting, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're hearing that, so there's some form of peace and comfort that comes with that. So after a certain point, you know, they're, they're sitting here hearing it, and of course nobody, you know, they just think they're just singing. Christmas Day comes around, and at dawn you see German soldiers getting up and walking towards the allies. Uh, and in between uh, these two armies, you have what's called no man's land. And that's just utter hell. Uh, you would think about, you know, some of these were carved out of forests that no longer can grow, regrow back on these uh-huh. no man's land. You, you have utter chaos and carnage, uh, death, you know, bodies still there. Uh, there was times that they couldn't go get the bodies, so they sat there. So at certain points in the line... You had German troops uh, basically saying Merry Christmas um, in the native tongue. So, like, let's say, you know, to the British, they're saying in English, in mm-hmm. broken English, they're saying Merry Christmas to them. Oh and, at, and at first, you would think, you know, obviously they, they didn't trust them because here these people were just shooting at them not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, you know, kind of questioning whether or not it's a trap. Uh, but after a while, they see that the Germans aren't armed. And, and and these instances, I'm sure, is different in, in, in different uh, situations. But So they all got up after a while uh, and met them halfway. And there's, um, I guess, reports of, like, exchanging gifts. Because, uh, I mean, as you would Christmas, and these soldiers value, you know, cigarettes and food above all things. So that's what they exchanged. They said uh, plum pudding, which... I've never even heard of. Uh, You've never heard of. Plum I've never pudding? heard of plum pudding. It's in one of the Christmas songs. They talk about plum pudding. Oh, man, I, I don't. I, I got to be honest. I, I don't know if I've ever listened to the oh, lyrics. Oh, it of, sounds really romantic to me. I've never had it. I've never heard of it. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with me being Mexican or not. Maybe have you heard of sugar plum fairies? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've heard of something. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you hear songs. Yeah. And you don't pay attention to the lyrics. You just kind of, like, maybe dance to it because it has a good beat or something. Like, it's almost the same thing for me with Christmas. I don't pay attention to the lyrics. Okay, cool. But, okay, so that's so that's what they were doing. And they began singing together. Uh, there were uh, some Germans lit Christmas trees around uh, their trenches because they're all dug in in trenches. Um Let's see here. Uh, there was even a, 
a documented case of soldiers playing a game of soccer together. So these are enemies that were at one point trying to kill each other, and now they're playing soccer. Uh, a German lieutenant was uh, quoted saying, how marvelous, uh, marvelously wonderful, yet how strange it was. The English officers uh, felt the same way about it. This Christmas, a celebration of love managed to bring mortal enemies together as friends for a time. Right. Isn't that like, seriously, that is so, it's so bizarre. Like what a mind fuck for these people. Well, like that's all I can think about. Like there was cases of course of, uh, I guess the whole shock, which is now known as PTSD. Uh-huh. So you have all these artillery and bar- uh, bombardments. So, uh, you know, it's, it's utter hell. Like you can't get a, a one, you know, hour of peace, you know, cause you hear yeah. bombs going off all the way around yeah. And that's what they actually described when it first happened is gunfire ceased, bombs ceased. And then at a, at a certain point, that's when the Germans came out and they started to say Merry Christmas and wow. all that. So you have all this, but it's 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 important. And I said it's like a million times uh, to note that this didn't happen all along the line. It just happened okay. in certain areas. Okay. So there was still fighting in certain areas. Granted, keep in mind, this is 440 miles, a stretch of 440 miles. Yeah. Um, there's still fighting and there's still casualties on Christmas Day, but there was these small pockets where uh, these soldiers did, you know, miss home that much. And they celebrated Christmas. Uh, they had to actually, uh, because at some point they're going to have to get back to fighting, they had to move those those certain soldiers to different spots because wow. they there were cases of them not firing at each other anymore. So they were like, you know, we need to win the war, so y'all need to fight. <sighs> I mean, if you think about how crazy that is that psychologically, how they can go from like killing each other to like, hey, we're you know hugging right. each other, playing a game of soccer, um, then to try to have to go back to killing each other. Right. Well, and it kind of makes me mad because I'm gonna get well, I'm gonna get a little political here, but it just makes me think of them being fought over there, sent over there to fight another man's war, basically, right? Yeah. And they're sent there, and and millions thousands to go do this they don't really want to kill each other like that's and and how in the world can people who are fighting and like shooting at each other call it a truce and be supportive of each other and work out that when they had just been shooting at each other to kill each other and then our governments can't even have a fucking conversation to 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 resolve whatever is going on well and, and i've told you this before there's you know, everything that I've read or seen about soldiers, they always talk about how they could have a beer with this person that they're, they're shooting at. You know, they, yeah. they know nothing about them. Uh, and you're right, it's other, other, another man's war or somebody else's war. There's uh, Gavrilo Princip. I don't know if that's proper name. And uh, Franz Ferdinand, the killing of Franz Ferdinand is kind of what ignited all of this. Right. So that's another man's war. And all these people are coming in, and like I, the the numbers that I gave you before, which is like fourteen or seventeen or thirteen million casualties, so I guess fourteen overall with the civilian. But uh, 
So you had these soldiers that were doing this. Uh, it, it was never repeated for that reason because they noticed that it wasn't good for morale in a sense to fight because that's yeah, what they're to, that's, to get to the objective of winning the that war. That really puts a damper on things when the two parties get along. Yeah. Future attempts were, were, were thwarted by officers yeah. on the, on each side. They were just saying, you can't do this shit. You know, basically like we have to fight to win. Oh my God. This story is so well, sad. Uh, I don't know if I had said this earlier, but like no man's land were like actual forests, you know, they, yeah. there were forests at one point, all these places where they fought were forests and, yeah. and they were destroyed by artillery. You know, so you imagine how much artillery it takes yeah, for that to happen. That's a lot. But then they're still shooting that same amount of artillery. Uh, I want to say it was like, I don't know, they, they expected to have like 30,000 shells used each month. And, and they ended up using that within a day. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? So so you think about how 30,000 shells landing, landing and exploding everywhere, you know, how terrifying that must be. Yeah. So this was one of the... I guess the last examples of the notion of chivalry between enemies in warfare. Wow. Uh, because things were different, especially back then. Um, there really isn't, you know, there is, I mean, I can't speak about it because I've, I've never been to war. So I would imagine there's a certain amount of respect, uh, at least to not lower your guard around the enemy or something. Yeah. But, uh, so, Anyway, so that happened on Christmas Day, and like I said, they had to re- they had to move these units that weren't fighting each other. They had to move them to different places, uh, just because they wouldn't fight each other. They they you know they they were their friends at that yeah. point. You know, they shared a really uh, you know loving moment with these people, and you know it must be very, I guess, confusing to to go from a state of murder to a state of you know peace right. and then have to go back to that state of murdering somebody else i think that this story is very appropriate number one for the end of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> right wait a second will this be the last show before i don't think so no i think it's the last show of the more. year is it not you have one more no the next show that will be released no you're right okay fuck it well, yep. whatevs. But it's still a good <laughs> story for it. Well, that's just them celebrating uh, Christmas. Um, We've you got know, Christmas in it. We have, like, a, that's a mini revolution. Like, what? those people had a mini revolution where they were like, fuck all this. You're a human. They were, like, the first hippies to come around, man. Yeah, I guess right? you're right. Yeah, I never looked at it that way. But it's really interesting because you think about not all holidays are celebrated like in different countries. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Everybody Ob- has different beliefs. Obviously, you know, England doesn't uh, celebrate 4th of July. You know, we celebrate the 4th of July in America. They don't celebrate it over there. It's just another day. So we can't expect everybody to celebrate Christmas. Right. Um, so, but just the fact that they both could celebrate that together, yeah. come together and then have to continue on because the war went from 1914 and this is when this happened uh, to 1918. So for another, you know, three years, they have to go on murdering and killing. And some of those people did die throughout the war that were in those units. You know, some yeah. were decimated. Like some of those units were just gone yeah. completely. Uh, but anyway, in the spirit of Christmas, you know, I'm not, you know, necessarily a believer when it comes to all that stuff. But I just thought it was a very 
touching moment of because we all we can all like typically we always think of humanity and we think of everybody being hateful mm-hmm. and hurtful and and selfish and and that moment nothing else mattered to those men because they didn't care about anything else and they cared about home right and then you know here comes the enemy giving them a hug giving them their a German cigarette to a, to a British officer or something. I love it. I mean, this is a cool story. I'm so happy you brought it today. Anyway, that that's my story. That's all I I have. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I love what you bring to the show because it's strange and it's, it's like unbelievable. Some of the, like these military stories, they're unbelievable. It's just surreal that this stuff happens, but you know, maybe, and that's from my lens. I'm a, a white woman. You know what I mean? Who, works i think it's safe to office like no i think it's safe to say anybody that read these stories would Uh, would be really hard to believe well i mean unless you have these types of experiences like unless you're in the military and you know what it feels like you know what i mean but well i would think you could say that you could have those feelings but it doesn't mean you're going to act upon them like you know think about soldiers trying to go like nowadays trying to go have i guess probably i I don't know if they, they try to celebrate you know just anybody trying to celebrate Christmas with somebody else. Like I couldn't see it happening. I'm not saying it wouldn't, Yeah. but these are very strange stories to me, but yeah. you know, like even the last one that I told when I, last time I was here is having to be another war story. Not mine. Of course. Uh, I was never in the military by the way, but, uh, anyway, I just thought it was a very cool story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it's a cool story to bring to the show. I appreciate it. Um, Okay. So apparently we have fucking listeners from other countries, everybody. <laughs> I think that's pretty, that's very, very it's, fucking cool. Uh, I think it's very cool too. We actually had a story submitted to us from a listener in Germany. Um, her name is, and I'm going to try to pronounce it. I hope I pronounce it correctly. Finja. Um, and I'm so excited to, to not only did she share, and I say she, I'm assuming Fenja is a she just because I looked up the origin of her name and that's all <laughs> I <could> find. <laughs> it's going to so, be like Pat over here. Right. It's Pat. Well, and so if I'm incorrect, I apologize, Fenja. Um, you can let me know. So she shared some stories from her childhood, but then also folklore from Germany too. That's kind of similar to U.S. folklore. So I'm kind of excited about that. I'll start with that. One of the first things we talked about was um, there was a game we used to play. I don't know if you played it. Did you play Bloody Mary? Yes, I did in elementary. Okay, so Bloody Mary, if, if you don't know what it is, it's where you go in the bathroom, you turn out the lights, and you say Bloody Mary's name over and over again. I believe it's three times. You were correct. It may the- differ. The game we played was we would do it three times, but I don't know if that's a Texas thing. I don't know if it just is gotcha. a regional thing, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people, I think, just say the name over and over again until what happens is Bloody Mary appears or a skeleton appears or the Grim Reaper appears from what I understand. So this is a game that they play in Germany, too. Did you happen to look up? who bloody mary was i did everybody i looked up who bloody mary <laughs> is because that that's what was funny is like she was she was like oh yeah we played bloody mary and i was like all the way over there i was like how'd y'all hear about bloody mary and it wasn't a few responses down it was like it originates from bloody mary or from europe that's how and i was like ah shit so but bloody mary um again the game is it's a, a spirit that's conjured 
um, when somebody like chants the in the mirror the the her name over and over again. But basically, she was the first queen of England to rule in her own right, um, and she got the name because whenever she was ruling, which she didn't rule for very long. Um, she killed a lot of Protestants. <laughs> this is like during the war between C- Catholics and Protestants. Uh, that makes sense. And so she killed a lot of Protestants. And so that's how she got her name. Bloody Mary it was that she was known for killing, um, a lot of people. But one of the other things that I read is that when the game was first played was that it was played by walking backwards up the stairs while it was dark and holding a candle and a mirror and as you're walking, looking in the mirror over your shoulder, and then a face would appear. I don't know if I can do that. So that's so unsafe. So that's why now yeah. it's you just go in the bathroom when you look in the mirror. <laughs> so that got too hard. So they changed the rules. They changed it for us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. That's so that was the game. That's kind of cool. So that like, does everybody play Mother Mary? Like, is there another country that plays it? And do they go up the stairs? You know what I mean? Like, how's it done? Was there a reason that they walked backwards up the stairs? Not that I could find. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So in, in Germany and in the U.S., we all play Bloody Mary, and that's the origins of it. So Finja has some interesting stories and an interesting background. So... Her mother um, and her um, basically don't believe in the paranormal. They don't believe in um, the types of things that we talk about, but they've had some experiences. And uh, coincidentally, her mother had a lot of books on um, stuff like this paranormal stuff from England, Scotland. Um, I put England, Scotland in England, so my notes are clearly wrong. (laughs) I think it could be Ireland is what I meant Uh, to say. That makes sense. So she she grew up with a mother who didn't believe in it, but she had books that kind of explain the kind of stuff. So um, she doesn't believe 100% um, and feels like possibly the experience she had is not 100% real. So like she's questioning herself and the facts and whether or not it happened, right? And which that's what we all do. I think when we have a weird experience, yeah, we try to explain it, explain through it. scientific means right? or something, yeah. Or we just doubt ourselves. Like for my experience, my first one that I said that I lied about, but I'm not quite sure. Like I really do have those feelings of like, did this really fucking happen or not? Like, well, even even if you can disprove it by other means, doesn't mean it didn't happen a different way. Right. You're right. That's that's so gentle and understanding. <laughs> um, okay. So this happened whenever she was a kid. It was in the summer. It was a clear day. And she was outside with her two older sisters and a friend that they had. Um, And they were fucking building a treehouse. I think that's so cool. And it was probably so unsafe. Did you say two <laughs> older sisters? So, two older so sisters. So there's three sisters building a treehouse uh-huh. with one of their friends? Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's unsafe. OSHA's going to shut that shit down. I'm going to send OSHA over. You just got that person in trouble. <laughs> They're heading that way. Is OSHA, is OSHA an American thing? I don't. I think so, okay. yeah. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> they're going to hang up on me. Anyways, so they're building a treehouse, and they're near, like, this old um, factory. And basically, all that's in that factory is a bunch of newspapers that are stacked up everywhere. Um, and so she recalls that it was around 4 PM and out of the factory came the sound of an old grandfather clock, like going off. So it probably went off four times cause it was 4 PM. I think that's how it works. Right. Yeah. That's how it works. Um, so that chimed like four times. Yeah. Yeah. For our young listeners who may not, or anybody who doesn't know what a grandfather clock is, it chimes. Um, so 
then it went completely silent and then they heard an eruption of children laughing come um out of the factory following the chimes of the clock did they say that there was children that worked there no it was abandoned well, like previously. Previously, no. Like, and I tried to look up the factory, like where yeah. it was or what it did. I couldn't find any Because, you know, you have all those, like, back in the early right? 1900s, around, like around World War One. Yeah. Yeah, whenever you, all the kids were in the fucking... Chimney their sweepers. Hair pulled out and they're fucking... Yeah, they're chimney sweepers going, like, they're killed. lowering them down into the chimney, yes. you know? Like, they, children were treated fucking awful. That's, that's why, why there's... Child labor laws. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Um, but you know what? I, I'm going to get more political. We need to push that shit even more with like, never mind. I'm going to stop. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So the children were laughing. So they got fucking scared and they ran home. They told their mom and then they just kind of forgot about it. Right. And like, I can relate to that. Like we've had experience. You get distracted easily as a kid. Right, As a kid, you just forget about it and you move on. And so and you assume it's normal sometimes. Exactly. So Finja moved on, kind of forgot about it. Well, then recently she'd been feeling a little depressed. And so she's been having some different experiences. And one of them is that she actually recalled this memory. So she went to her mom and asked her mom if the memory was real. And her mom was like, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> That was a true story. I remember that happening to y'all. Did anybody else in the family have the same memory? Like, well, experience or whatever, yeah. Well, I mean, I assume it was her sister's, but she only shared that she spoke to her mother about it. So I'm not quite sure if her sisters remembered it or not, but her mom did. Huh. That's interesting. Yes. So then she had another experience when she was like 16. It was actually her 16th birthday, and she and her sisters went to watch the movie Boogeyman. I've never heard of that. I don't know. Is that an older one? Is it a newer one? I didn't even look it up. Is it a good one? It kind of reminded me of like the Babadook. Babadook? How do you say it? Babadook? Babadook? Babadook. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. I didn't know if that's what it was. But no, I don't think I've seen Boogeyman. Either way, after watching that movie, she decided it would be cool to take a Ouija board into a cemetery. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they were going to conjure up some spirits. And she said it was like close to midnight. Um, They tried to call a spirit and nothing happened. Um, So she she went back to her sister's house and she just started to fall asleep. Um, And then all of a sudden she felt like she couldn't move. Her body was completely stiff. And then she just heard a voice um, that that said to her, never do that again. Um, and so she never did it again. (laughs) She agreed it was a bad idea. Um, and it was something that, that was terrifying enough not to do it again. To not play with the Ouija board? Yeah, to not play with the Ouija board. I mean, you know how many times we get told that? Like to, um, that we're told not to do something again, like by spirits, I feel like. I thought you were talking about just your parents telling you not to do something again. Ah, shit. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were talking about, I was like... Spirits never talk to me. Okay, so that reminds me of something else, too. Because also in her stories, she talked about some of the... some of the folklore specific to Germany. And one thing she talked about was from the Black Forest. So in the Black Forest, she says that there's this fairy, and they call him Tall Man. Um, And she said she compared him to Slender Man. Ah, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. Compared him to Slender Man, but he's... And, you know, I looked it up, and and, um, 
Tall Man's been around for quite a while, like the 1400s, I believe. Oh, well, that's yeah. cool. So that means that Slender Man is taken from Tall Man, probably. Um, but Slender Man, it kind of reminds me of like the Kikui in the Mexican culture. Yeah. yeah. They blamed everything on the on Kikui. On the Kikui. So this is that the parents did with Tall Man, is that they would tell the kids like, hey, if you fucking stay up too late, the Tall Man's going to get you. <laughs> like... So what would happen is kids would be who were up late would hear tapping on their window and they said it was the tall man coming to get them. My mom used to say that all the time. Shut the fuck up. What'd she say? She used to say that things were like if she would say a lot of weird things, but she would say like if we played with our toys after midnight, they would dance on our chest <laughs> and then they would and then they would point like at people and say they're going to they're going to come get you. that person is the boogeyman. They're going to come get you. Would she call him the Kikui or Kikui, the boogeyman? Kikui, but I'm, oh, okay. I'm saying it in that way. But but yeah, I mean, I've only I just assumed that was just a like Hispanic thing. I think it is. Oh, OK. As a white woman, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'm going to tell you this much. I looked up boogeyman. Yeah. yeah the movie. Uh, 2005 came out oh, okay it has two stars <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh that's from imdb though so oh, okay. rotten tomatoes i don't know okay okay one star um, okay, one this... star rotten tomatoes jeez <laughs> oh, let's watch it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um okay so the other way so then the parents would also use it to tell their kids not to go in the woods at night they'd be like if you go in the woods at night the tall man's gonna get you and the weird thing about the tall man is that nobody knew what happened to you like, they didn't say, he's going to murder you. It was just like, he took you, and then nobody knows. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's not that scary. If <laughs> I mean, if, if he's going to eat you or something, then I'd be scared. I don't know, dude. But No, he I'm, also... I'm lying. I'm trying to be tough. That'd oh, be really scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he also would haunt the kids. He'd whisper to them, and he would just tap on their windows at night. Um, so that was Slender Man. Uh, or not Slender Man. Sorry, Tall Man. And then we talked about Bloody Mary. So this is one thing that I had a conversation with Finja about, and um, she was good with me talking about it, but she talked a little bit about how she had this memory because she, she was depressed and she's not feeling so great. And um, I was thinking about how what I've read is that sometimes spirits are attracted to people who are depressed because they feed on negative energy. That makes sense. And so I was thinking that perhaps she was having these feelings resurfacing because of the depression. She was having memories, like remembering these experiences that she'd kind of forgotten. Um, and so one thing I was going to talk about is how to keep the ghosts away. We've talked about it before or spirits or negative energy, whatever it is, but I actually found some additional information that I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about unless I wasn't paying attention to Becky, but <laughs> this is one thing I learned. Ghosts are attracted to water because water conducts energy. And so if you're buying a house, be careful if you're by like a river. Oh, that sucks. Dude. Right. Or like ghosts are by river. But if you think about it, like the woman in white, Wait, no, not the woman in white. What are the things that are like... Okay, never mind. I'm done. In the ocean. No. Oh, sirens. Sirens. So like sirens and those types of things. Mm -hmm. Like whatever. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so bad energy, whatever, um, coming from water. Also for granite. Granite attracts ghosts and energy. 
Wow. Right? Think of all the fucking people that have Everybody's fucked, man. Right? Everybody. Everyone got really into it. And the article was even like, yeah, when Granite got popular for countertops, I was like, here we go. Oh, jeez, <laughs> like, Okay. So there's that. Um, and I'd never heard that before. And they also feast on shuttered lifestyle. So negative energy, ghosts, those types of things. So um, it actually said... You may think it's a good idea sometimes to keep your doors shut, right? To keep people out. But it was like, if you want negative energy out, you have to open all your doors and your windows to let it out. Are you talking about like your front door that keeps you safe? Yes. Like well, even that door, you got to get, the, you have to open it to let I, people I out. I want to add that you need to close your bedroom door at night because if there's a fire, <laughs> it'll actually give you a few minutes of safety. That's true. Cause it can withhold fire for up to 20 minutes, usually, or not fire, fire and smoke for 20 minutes. Yeah, depending if it's at, at like at initial it phase. On what it's rated for anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. Uh, okay, and then so then also ghosts and spirits are attracted to negative emotions and feelings, which typically whenever people are depressed, they're usually experiencing negative um, feelings, and so um, that's that's the information I wanted to talk about relating to um negative energy being around you so there's a couple things you can do to relieve it which you may want to do if you're depressed and not feeling so great it made me think like you know what right now a lot of people are probably depressed and not doing so great yeah the holidays are holidays, usually bad times for people corona oh, man. everything that's happened with corona everything that's happened i mean in the u.s we're a mess man we are a fucking wreck right now yeah um, and like where we are, we're about to be completely shut down because COVID's out of control and our, our hospitals can't, they're at capacity at the emergency rooms. Yeah. We left Mexico cause we thought it was better over here. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how it's going in Mexico for Corona? I do. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't ever listen to, we are not experts on anything. <laughs> oh, actually I saw a study where, no, I'm kidding. I don't oh, know. Okay. Um, okay. So here's a couple things we can do. And we've talked about these things before, but there's the burning of white sage. There's sea salt in a bell, which is a little different. So what I wanted to say about the sea salt and well, you know what, let me just go through my list here so if you're going to burn sage you have to open every door and then after you open every door and you burn the sage um that's going to release the sage releases all the energy and the salt is going to absorb it so if you sprinkle the salt around your windows and your doors it's going to absorb the negative energy to go outside because you'll have them all Dude, opened. that's that's interesting because Dia de los Muertos, you're supposed to open all doors. To let everyone in. And windows, yeah, to, to let, let them right. in. That is interesting. That's really cool. But you're not burning the sage to get them out when they're here because you're welcoming them. Did you see my finger? I did. That's I why That's why I stopped. I oh, shut okay. up. Oh, no. I, thought you were to... <laughs> I wasn't telling you to stop. I was having an attitude. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's an attitude. In, that was my in, attitude. In your language. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the way that you can use burning the sage and the sea salt. Something else that you can do with sea salt and a bell. So I read that one person, if they're saging, they like for somebody to follow them and ring a bell. And what the bell does is it raises vibrations so it can get spirits or whatever kind of mixed, like all shook up. <laughs> Like, like waking rile up, rile them like, up. Kind yeah, of you rile that's them up. the last thing you want to do. No, I you would fucking think. rile them up, and you're burning the sage, and the sage is like taking them, and then you sprinkle the salt, and the salt is absorbing them, and that you're telling them this is the, this is key here. 
You tell them they have to leave. You don't ask them. You don't say please. I think Becky has said this. Now I feel bad. But you just, you you tell them they have to go. You can say, you are not welcome here. You need to leave. And that's okay. Becky told you you're not welcome here. You need to leave. No. <laughs> she said that's what you have to say to the spirits. So what if... What if it's Dia los Muertos and somebody's doing a little saging, mm-hmm. and I have my door open to let to her, let people to, in. to let my loved ones in? You're letting the Are loved they, ones. So does that mean that this person is gonna scoot the evil spirits out, and then they can go into my place? Yeah, that could. Happen. Oh my god, that is scary. I am an expert. This is complicated. Did you hear how with? Confidence? I did. I believed you instantly. Yes, I, can <laughs> I, I, I didn't even question you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the other thing. This is cool. Uh, there's two rocks that you can have that are going to help you out here too. Granite. Um, no, no. <laughs> no. Obsidian crystals. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Obsidian is um, really cool. Obsidian is, it's like a dark yes. gray or black usually. They use it to cut a lot of things sometimes yeah. back in the day. I have a book on minerals. <laughs> um, but what that does is it shields against negative energy. Because it's reflective? I don't know. It's just what the fuck it does, dude. Because it could be reflective, right? I don't know about that. I still had confidence with that. Mm. Okay. And the other mineral is hematite. Mm, it's been a really long time since I it's did geology. It's a grounding energy. Hematite is like a dark gray. And usually when it's polished, it's real shiny. We used to, whenever I worked at a cave as a tour guide, we sold rings that were made out of hematite. It's not mm. very sturdy. And they would people would buy the rings because whatever. They, I don't know why they did. And, but they would put them on. And if they put their hand down, the ring would just fucking break there were pieces of the rings like all over the place is is there a reason why those work at all did you look that up what energy or i mean it's just the energy that they have that those minerals have that that combination of them there's so much information like i have so many questions like granite why is that like attract them you know what i mean because it attracts energy but why i don't know man what about it's granite just, you know because it's granite because it looks because it looks beautiful. I don't know. I hate that pink granite. Okay, because it sometimes looks beautiful. No, okay, it's pretty. Way. I mean, I just don't want it on my countertops. Anyways, it's on your countertops. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Ah! <laughs> I just realized that. Oh, that it's not real. It's not real. But you know what's weird is that I think that there is a ghost, and I think it's in the kitchen. Yeah, you're right. And I've that's heard where all the, the granite is. Yeah. Fucking weird, dude. Anyways, this has been another show brought to you by I Have a Strange Story podcast. What do you think it's doing in there? Do you think it's eating? Like, I I think if you were a ghost, you would be repeating, like, eating. (laughs) Eating. eating You'd be eating eating potatoes and all their cheese. (laughs) That's what I think you would be doing. (laughs) You'd be eating macaroni and cheese. Mm. Or you would just be eating cheese. I don't know why cheese. you said macaroni. I don't know why you said that either. You don't know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? I feel so bad. Yeah. You'd be like eating pimento cheese. Pimento cheese, jalapeno cheese. Uh, let's see. What else? That's about it. That's all I eat. And then if they happen to have a key lime yogurt, you'd be all over it. Yeah, they have bourbon. Then they then I'm stuck forever. <laughs> so uh, I don't even know why we talked about that. Because the granite, granite in the kitchen... Right. And there's a ghost in your kitchen. That's right. That's eating all your food. Well, um, thanks for tuning in. And I'm thankful to Mike for joining the show once again. Thank you for having me once again. Yes. And um, for sharing unique stories that are definitely strange experiences. Um, So... 
thank you also to Finja for sending us your story today. Um, if anybody else would like to share their experience, uh, we believe you and we just want other people to hear you as well. You can send it to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Instagram at I have a strange story podcast or um, Facebook. Just look us up. We're not very active on it, but we usually respond to messages. Um, I think that's it. If you would like to review our store, our, our podcast, please do so. Give us a nice rating. Um, take a snapshot of it and send it to our email, and we'll be happy to send you some stickers. Um, I think that's everything Becky says. I just always forget. Yeah, you let her say everything. I do. Um, I would like to know, yeah. like, the German side of the Christmas truce of 1914, like how oh they, like the way they tell it, you know what I mean? Like, this was like a very, very short uh, description of what happened that, you know, that time. But either way, Merry Christmas from, from everyone. Merry Christmas. Becky says happy Merry Christmas to Happy holidays. Too. Yeah, happy holidays. And a happy um, New Year. Jeez, I'm so old. I need to get with the times. I said Merry Christmas. You did say Merry Christmas. Well, because it's a Christmas, uh, it's a Christmas, Christmas truce story, yeah. of 1914. That's true. But anyway, I'll shut up. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye.